Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Well, hello there, Miss Flamingo. Hello, Mr. Flamingo. How are you feeling today? I'm surviving. So did you survive your cold, I guess? I still have a little cough, but I'm getting better. Well, I've got to ask, you are not in your flamingo onesie outfit today. What's up with that? It's in the washing machine. So we're doing laundry after you're coming back from beautiful Las Vegas. Tell them what we were out there for. We went to the Erotica ASN and AVNs in Las Vegas. Very good. You spit all that out in one take. I did. I had to practice it. You've been sitting home while I've been working today saying AVN and ASN. <laughs> Perfect. You sounded good. I didn't want to get it mixed up because you know how my dyslexia gets me all over the place. I'm surprised you didn't say AARP or something off the wall <laughs> like that, and then I'd had to work through it. I almost said ESPN. ESPN, what? <laughs> the sports leader. Can you believe we're up to episode three? I can't believe it. Now, what is it that the popular podcasters start listening to some of these at? 10 or something? Around 10. Damn. That's what we've been told. Damn, we're going to knock them out and be right there with the big boys before long. I know. We actually have a couple more recordings already in the works. Yeah, we knocked out quite a few while we were in Vegas and got some pretty fun things coming up with some good people. Yes. Can't wait. Can't wait. Now, before we get started talking about the reviewing the week and, and all our fun details, we did speak with Michael Ramos from ASN Magazine, and he educated us a little bit on what the ASN Awards are. We've known Michael through Facebook and Twitter and through some various friends, and we got the opportunity to sit down with him before the award show and get a good feel about what ASN Magazine as well as the ASN Awards are about. Again, I think you'll find it a very amusing interview. He's a very big character, to say the least. We had a fun time with him. Again, it'll give more insight as to what the magazine and the awards are all about. Hi, everyone. This is Mrs. Flamingo, and I have Mike with ASN Lifestyle Magazine with us. Is that right? Yes, I see you're reading it off the top of I my am. head. <laughs> She's all over her game today. So we're here at the Erotica Convention in Las Vegas for a week, and we ran into Mr. Michael. He's one of the promoters of the event, and we wanted to start off with the interview. And if you've been living under a rock for the last uh, so many years, we wanted Mr. Michael to give us a lowdown on what ASN Magazine is. Well, thank you for having me, first off. Uh, ASN Lifestyle Magazine, we've been around for, I think we're going on two years this past April. We're a magazine for the lifestyle. Uh, when we came up with the idea, we were told by people inside the lifestyle that the magazine wouldn't survive, no one's going to want to read it, no one's going to want to be in it. But we still pushed forward and did it, my wife and I. And um, two years later, 3 million readers, 20% growth month over month and 99% retention over advertisers. So we, we can't complain. And a year's waiting list of people that want to be in the magazine. Oh, wow. That's and impressive. And we feature lifestyle people. So it's people like you. It's real lifestyle people, not models that we hire. Real lifestyle people that are in the magazine. So just Joe Blow, if 
for some reason has a good story, they can be in it? Sure, sure, sure. Now, now did you say you do a print version as well? Uh, we don't do a print version because it doesn't make any money. But yeah, so it made no sense to go the print route because it, you would have to order, uh, I think we were last we looked, a thousand copies. And it's just not, it's not advantageous to be able to try and get rid of a thousand print copies. Well, yesterday at the ASN convention, we were walking the floor and a guy was offering us a free copy of Penthouse. And I'm like, I didn't realize they still made magazines on paper. <laughs> I, I remember as a kid, I would have been thrilled with that offer. But now I'm like, why do I want this? I can find it on my phone. It's a dying breed. Print, print is going away. I figure in the next five to ten years, it will be completely gone. Everything's digital. The magazine is very easy. You can read it on your tablet, read it on your smartphone, read it on your laptop, desktop. And, and, and you could download it, print it, whatever you want to do with it. It's just the, the tools that are available today for technology make this magazine what it is. I don't think we could have done this magazine 10 years ago. Now, do, do you have like a, like a Swinger 101 section or something like that for beginners? Well, you know, that's, that's funny that you ask. As we, as we grow and we bring people onto the magazine as contributors, we do. We currently have, I, I believe it's two or three PhDs that write for us. Two of them, three of them are, are sexologists. One of them is a psychotherapist, uh, sex because Charlie Yeah, can you name a couple of your contributors? We were oh, going sure. through the list, but you want to go ahead and give a props Charlie to a couple? Charlie and yes. from Sex Because, mm -hmm. they're psychotherapists. Uh, Dr. Ziggy Fernandez from, from Toronto. Um, John and Jackie from Open mm -hmm. Love 101. Tom and Bunny from Swing, Swing with Tom and Bunny. We've heard of them. Just a little bit, right? <laughs> um, then we have some guest writers that come in. Um, uh, Tara from uh, Sex Uninterrupted mm -hmm. is one of our biggest contributors. Tara. She, Tara. Yes. She writes an article <laughs> called Women Want to Know, and it's featured every month. Then we have people that you don't know. We have a friend of mine named Alan that writes uh, a, a, an article called a, uh, a Guy's Perspective to Being in the Lifestyle. Nice. He's married, but he's still giving you the what he sees from, from his perspective. And then, like I said, then we have guest contributors. Now, I also noticed you advertise a lot of travel. What, what is y'all's link with those groups? Well, <clears throat> Tom's Trips is one of our official uh, sponsors. What that means is that they give us a lot of money, and then we go ahead and we put them on the cover of the magazine. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. So, yeah, we work with Tom's Trips. We actually do stuff with Bliss. We were on the Bliss Cruise this past November where we the, the story's coming out. I think March or April we're going to come out with it. And it talks about lifestyle cruises in general, not necessarily who they are, but what's behind the lifestyle business as far as traveling. Do you do any sort of interactive upcoming events through your website yet? Uh, can you, what, what do you mean by upcoming events? Well, like this. Um, if, you know, we ran into people in the lobby that happened to roll into town and mm -hmm. just started looking for LS stuff in Vegas. And they said, oh, there's a erotica going on across town. Right. Do you do any sort of interactive, like, hey, here's events going on in the Midwest, you know, maybe... I know a lot of the LS sites break it down like that, but are y'all doing any sort of... Well, we, we see, that's a tricky question because we do, but we do because we, we charge for the ad. Okay. Um, what we do, for example, we have uh, Energy Underground that's coming up in, in I think it's uh, Montana or uh, in April. Okay. So we put their ad, they pay for the ad, we put the ad, and that's simply how it works. It's advertising dollars versus the, the, how they get, uh, how they hit their market. Um, but we do... Advertise. We have a section on the on the main site called Shop and Travel, and we will put some of our affiliate stuff in there. But we'll also put some stuff that that other people just because we're we're being good stewards, good neighbors. So we do do stuff like that. Okay, well, that sounds like a pretty good explanation of the magazine. Before we get into the erotica part, uh, let's get get a little background on you. We got sure. a little ahead of ourselves there. Well, you didn't even ask me about the extreme magazine. No, the extreme magazine. I actually was. My question was going to be. 
Do you um, have a, a kink version of the lifestyle well, section? Well, this is how it's been described to me. The lifestyle magazine has been compared to Playboy and GQ. Mm -hmm. That's how mm -hmm. they kind of compare. Because we do have the sexy pictorials. Yes. You won't find penis or vagina in that magazine. You, you may see it, but it's not. It's in yeah. artistic form. Mm -hmm. In our Extreme magazine, which was another magazine that said, well, you know what? If you're going this route, no one's going to want to be in this magazine. <laughs> and again, we have a year's waiting list of people, of, of couples that want to have fun in front of the camera. And we put it in the magazine, and they love it. Are, so. you, are you in a hurry to get your JJ out there, sweetie? <laughs> we do have a photographer here at the resort. <laughs> hey, we've already scouted out some picture spots for tonight, so I'll have to let you in on those. Oh, absolutely. But so the Extreme magazine is a little bit dirtier. It's compared Hustler, Cherry magazine, Penthouse. Um, but I still try to give it that artistic approach. We want to be sexual, but we want to do it with some sort of dignity and respect. And I think it comes across sexier that way. So that's what the Extreme is. I have to say, from my perspective, when I was younger, you know, I liked the polished Barbie doll mm -hmm. penthouse and all that. But now as I've gotten older, I'd much rather see an attractive wife fixed up in a you know, sexy environment. Mm -hmm. It's odd how my tastes have changed over the years. Well, that's good. I mean, that's, but that's what we're trying to project and give to people, and, and I think that's great. We've also been programmed to think this is the way it's supposed to look like. It's yeah. like sex is supposed to look like this, and it's not. It's not. Yeah. No, young, they, ma young, no. young males, you steal a Playboy magazine, and you think that's what women are supposed to look yeah. like. Everybody. But that's what makes our magazine good, because we're, yeah. we have a diversity. You know, one of the biggest challenges was, and is that there, there is lack of diversity in the lifestyle. It's mm -hmm. not by fault. It's just the way that it happens to work out. So we were told at one point that we didn't have enough diversity. It's not that we weren't looking. They, there was nothing out there that wanted to do it. Well, finally now we have, we have some things coming in the loop, so we're trying to be more diverse. I mean, we'll put BBW in the mag. As long as you feel sexy about yourself, that's yep. all that matters. you got to feel sexy about yourself. Well, let's get a little bit about your background. We were trying to figure out a little uh, bit about who you are. She's got a question married, for you. You're married, correct? Yes, single. I am we we nope. thought you were a single guy. We thought we were picking up a single guy. <laughs> we keep hearing about your wife, but we've never seen you her. You know, you heard that from Tom and Bunny. <laughs> Plus, we saw she, you walking around by yourself. <laughs> it took Tom and Bunny, I think, three years before they actually met Sherry, and they actually had to come over our house. Wow. So, so how long have y'all been in the lifestyle? Oh, 15 years. Wow. About 15 years. That's about yeah. how long we have. And, you know, we started like anybody else. You were trying to find your path where you want to go, and... We came into it because we actually owned a porn company called Real Florida Housewives. That's kind of how it started. So we weren't necessarily in front of the camera, but we were the brains behind the camera. And we would mm -hmm. film housewives having sex. And it was a good business. And then as our children got older, we had to back off of what we were doing. So we took a break, and now we're back into it with the lifestyle. So tell us a little bit about the awards that's going on this week. Well, the, the awards, the Erotica Awards are, are special. They're special to me because this is the first year that, one, that they're doing the awards, and second, that they asked for ASN's involvement. So what we did is we hooked up with the, uh, the powers that be, Sante, Christy, and uh, I think uh, Aman, and got together and decided how we were going to put this through. So over the past couple of months, we kind of threw an award show together, set it all up so that people could nominate and vote. And now we're coming to today where you're going to see how this all comes together. So hopefully... It... And how did you come up with the idea on some of the awards? Lots of conference calls. <laughs> because <laughs> believe it or not, there's some... There's some you, gotta, you, you want to do something that's, that's fun, but you also want to have that shock value that brings people out. So when, I mean, when we have some of our picture categories that involve the community, which typically you don't see in awards, mm -hmm. so you're going to see best profile pick, uh, tastiest tatas, 
best cock shot. I can't tell you how many cocks I had to look at, but it was a nomination. <laughs> Did it get pretty redundant it after a bit? You know? Now, we don't feel that way about boobs. And, <laughs> no, do we? no, 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 no. It's like, no, but damn, Jose trying to sneak in another pick. No, it ain't going to work. <laughs> but, but, but it was fun. It gave, it gave the community something to do. And even with that category, you were able to see whether someone was just going to send their dick or whether they were going to actually put some ingenuity behind it. They and we did see. Did they get creative? There were some creatives. They dress it up in little outfits. You know what? No one did, didn't do Definitely. that. I you, wanted he'll, to, he'll recognize mine next year now. I wanted to enter mine as Bob Ross. Okay. You know? But my pubes weren't long enough, so I couldn't do it. Put a little afro on it. Find some, right. find some happy little trees. trees. <laughs> so, no, we're happy that, to be part of this. And we look forward. I think we're pretty much sealed in to do this for the next couple of years with them where we'll be the, the awards uh, name. Now, with that said, we brought uh, celebrity comic Dante Rosicelli. Um, you've seen Ron Jeremy running around yeah. here. He, he may come up and say a few things. Um, and no telling what's going to come out of his you, mouth. We had, you, we had the pleasure of meeting him yesterday for the first time. You know, Ron's a, Ron's a, Ron's a, Ron's a story. <laughs> But, he, but he's a good friend, and I've known him most of my life, so... He wasn't letting us go without a kiss from Miss Flamingo. Oh, no, She's no, like, oh. no, no, I was like, just keep no, it that. No, only saw the two. He got, like, five more before that. Oh. <laughs> Did he tell you any jokes? I don't know. He kept telling me that he could get hard by rubbing me. <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive, though. I, I brought him to an event in, in, in Kissimmee at Secrets one year, and it was the Ron Jeremy 80s-something party. And the guy was, everybody wanted him to autograph. I mean, you know, he's, he's a good guy. He's still a legend. Yes, know? yes. You know, but he's 60-something years old, you know. I mean, I remember watching this guy when he, you know, in my early teens. Yeah. I actually Wikipedia'd him yesterday and saw when he was born. I'm like, okay, I give, I give him credit for still getting it. Granted, she's attractive, but I still give him credit for Shit, being right? that rampant at that age. I hope I can remember who the hell I am when I'm that age. But yeah, so it's going to be a good show. We're glad to have you guys here. Thank you. And, you know, we look forward to, you know, seeing you guys more. Well, looking, how, how long are you guys out with the podcast? We, we've got one episode out that we released in December. Mm -hmm. We've got episode two ready to go. We're going to make this one episode three. Okay. So yeah. we're, and like, so we're going to work on a monthly schedule. We we're busy individuals. So oh, it's hard. I mean, cause we do, we do, like I said, we do a radio show too, but we're, we're weekly and we're live, which is yeah. kind of, it's puts a lot on, uh, on your shoulders, but it's, it, it's been working for us. I mean, Dante actually represents us and, and that's part of the business, but it's crazy, but I give you guys kudos because not everybody can do what you do. So we, we appreciate it. The community appreciates it. Well, thank you. We're enjoying it. It's been a learning curve, a steep one at that. Well, the biggest thing and what I've seen from you and, and talking to you is that you're able to separate yourself from the rest of the pack. And, and that, once you can do that, yeah. then you, you created your own brand, you know, and I think you guys are going to be very successful. We're, well, we're not you. trying to be politically correct. We're going to follow no, our own path. So well, you have to, yeah. 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 And don't be afraid of what people And we say. don't agree with each other no, at all. No, there, there may be just an issue, <laughs> an episode of us fighting over something, so that, that may not be far off. Oh, we, we do the DAS report called Dumbass Shit, which is shit my wife. <laughs> so she, we, we, we do some weird stuff, but it's you got to. I mean, you got to find what your, what your niche is. Well, before we let you go, uh, can you give us a quick lowdown of the events that are going on this week? Oh, see, now you, you that's a question you should have asked me before. I, I know, we're here at the end. That's a loaded question. 
Oh, I know gosh. we're through part of them already. So we're we have week. we have the the award show, red carpets at seven tonight, followed by the uh, the award show at eight. Then ten thirty is the ASM Lifestyle Magazine after party, which will take place in the Apollo because we need a big room. So, but there's stripper poles and benches and open bar. Well, I don't know if it's open bar. There'll be liquor there. Um, and then to then yeah, then there's after parties at twelve and one o'clock that open up back here. And then tomorrow, I think there's sex with co- sex and coffee and a couple. Of, we go back into education classes in the Apollo. And um, then we wrap it up. The glow Sunday. party? Glow the, erotic, party. the erotic glow party, yes. Yeah. Which I think Jason Taylor's DJing yeah, that one is what, what he told I've us. I've been trying to get a hold of him. I mean, they're friends of mine. I, I keep seeing them on Twitter, but they can't find each other here. And we're probably in the next room from one another. They're actually advertisers in the magazine. You know, that's the thing about the magazine. It's 99% people stick with us. The only ones that haven't, that haven't stayed with us are ones that they went out of business. And it wasn't because of the magazine. It's yeah. because they just, they were too, whatever they were doing. But uh, we're starting to get medical, you know, we're crossing that line into the vanilla world as far as advertisers. Okay. You know, Promise Center. Health, healthcare. Uh, yep, healthcare, uh, PRS Med. Um, and uh, Promise Center, the condom companies, actually, we're gonna expand our business with them uh, next, I think next, well, at the end of this year, we're going to come out with our own brand of ASN condoms and lubes and stuff like that. They're going to be sold through them. And that's good. I mean, that's that's an important part of the yeah. lifestyle. Well, we, we 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 figure what the lifestyle wants, and that's what we try to focus on and give back to. So yeah, and uh, that's 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 really it. I mean, future for ASN, we now publish every month. The extreme is bi-monthly. Um, we're looking at uh, Europe is looking for a magazine of their own because it's grown expeditiously. So we're looking to see how to make that work and not kill me. Because right now we still we have we have people that work for us, but the core of the magazine I, I handle all that, mm-hmm. and then Sherry does all the proofing and legal and, and, and that. And, but we're getting to the point now where we, we really need to probably expand a little more. But. Oh, I still that's, try to keep it That's close. a good problem. Yep. It is a good problem, and, 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 it's, and it's a great life. And, and I'm very yeah. blessed to be in the lifestyle and have learned, and we continue to learn from it. And it's meeting people like you, Tom and Bunny, Bob and Tess, that, that really help us enrich our lives and move forward and re- or be able to create creative content for people. Well, before we let you go, have you got anything coming up through ASN or any of your events that you'd like to plug? Uh, we may be on the Bliss Cruise coming up in April. I'm not sure if I can make it yet. I have to see what my, fi- my obligations are. Right now, we don't we don't have anything for set. We're kind of stuck with the magazine for the next couple months of things we've got to get done. It's it's a weird business. It's, it's still a, a business. business. I like it because I can work in my underwear. <laughs> you can't beat that. No, that's a that's a job part. We've been I've been called the Larry Flint U Hefner of the lifestyle. Well, can you give everybody a quick lowdown of where they can find you? You can find ASN Lifestyle Magazine at www.asnlifestylemagazine.com or asnmagazine.com. Thank you for both question. sitting here naked with me. Today. Yeah, I it's appreciate been fun. It. Well, if we just had a hot tub, I we know. wouldn't look quite See, so awkward. That's what you should think next time, hot tub confessions. There we go. You know I'd be down for it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming by. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. We look forward to the rest of the week. Absolutely. Let's but, party. Thanks, Mike. Yep, you bet. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to that interview with Mr. Michael Ramos of ASN Magazine almost as much as we did recording it with him. ASN Magazine is a great resource for people within the community as well as advertisers, and we hope to collaborate more with the group in the future. Now that we've established what the ASN Magazine and the Erotica Awards are all about, we're going to talk a little bit about our experiences at the event. Now, after a 4 a.m. flight, 
to Las Vegas with everyone snoring on the airplane. Miss Flamingo, were you snoring? No, I was not. I had to stay awake to make sure you weren't. Are you scared I was embarrassing you? Well, I didn't want everyone staring at us like they were at the girl in front of us. She was terrible. Luckily, it wasn't me this time. Even the flight attendant stopped and looked at her at one point. Her friend should have helped her out a little bit. But got to the hotel and checked in, which that was a little bit of an ordeal. The check-in was okay. We had our stuff together. We noticed that some people behind us and after us were struggling to find reservations and so on. Maybe that's just what the booking companies they went through. But ours was fairly seamless. Now, I noticed someone else checking in that took a long time to check in. As we've mentioned in the interview before, Ron Jeremy seemed to be struggling, and they didn't care if he was famous or not. He seriously took twice as long to check in. We talked to a couple other people that struggled with the check-in at the hotel, but we we got through that eventually, and you and I kind of posted up in the lobby and started watching a little bit of people, and then decided to check in for the actual event, which again, we're not going to pull any punches on a review on this, but what was your thoughts on the check-in on the event? There was no check-in, pretty much. It was, here's a bracelet, good luck. It was lacking. We said, uh, we walked up, they said, what's your name? What's your last name? Okay, here's your bracelet. And we stood there like, and what now? I struggle with this because every event we've gone to, my OCD has been satisfied, I guess you could say. You know, here's a list of the activities. Here's what to expect. There's There's, something. There's a schedule to follow. And we walked up and the girl didn't even really look at us in the face. Yeah, they literally pitched their bracelets to us. Well, and the people next to them didn't even look at us. They just talked among themselves and didn't offer to help people. I I guess we've got spoiled by naughty New Orleans. Well, even the Houston. Yeah, a couple's escapades in Houston. Last year was a smaller event. It was his first year. But when you checked in, they said, hey, here's what's going on. And they stuck to a schedule. Well, and I actually got there early to the Houston event before they really had set up, but they knew, hold on, we're going to be starting checking in at this time. This is what's going on. You can go to the bar and sit for a little bit. You, you were the eager beaver. You were there before anybody else was. <laughs> they said, man, this chick's ready to get laid. Her <laughs> husband must not be knocking it out at home. <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, we went ahead and checked in and hung out in the lobby for a bit and people watched. So after a little bit, we decided to go across the street to the Hard Rock for brunch, and we sat down and actually noticed a couple kind of staring at us. Yeah, we have been interacting with a couple on Twitter, the Peacock couple. They are swingers as well as do amateur porn, so we had some interesting questions for them. And I think, didn't she actually end up winning an award at the ASN? Yeah, she won Best Tatas, so kudos to the Peacock couple for that. I think they had a busy weekend filming some porn. I think they were at the Green Door for a little event that, going to do some filming there that didn't quite go as they planned, but... They, they had a good time, and we kept running into them every day afterwards. And I noticed him because he had flamingos on. It, it was funny. We were sitting there across the table, and I was telling her, I said, this couple wants to meet up with us. And a couple, three tables over, was eyeballing us, and we're eyeballing them, trying to be discreet, which I don't know why we needed to be discreet. We're at a swinger convention slash porn event, so it's not like people weren't looking at each other. It's not like we were in Applebee's on a Friday night in Dallas, Texas. It was a little bit different at brunch because I noticed, like, people normally in the lifestyle notice people kind of secretly looking through their phone or this and that and every time we ate over there everyone would be like look at this video and you know and they would be like showing porn and going through their phone and doing contracts negotiating scenes coming up yeah how how many other times when you're out to lunch are someone talking about double anal videos next to you it's it's not common in most scenarios no it wasn't for the uh, vanillas at heart for sure that week But again, they flagged us down and we went over and had a fun brunch with them. They were super cool people. We enjoyed talking to them. They had some interesting views on the lifestyle and things they've encountered. They're from the 
upper Midwest. So I think we're going to have them on a show in the future to discuss a few things. Yeah, I even even their intake on some of the porn industry that they do actually was very interesting to me. Yeah, when you watch it and then talk to someone that's in the industry, it's a total different view of it. Yes, kind of the, the background of it. I liked I liked knowing all the little details. But again, kudos for the Best Tatas Award at the ASN. They were a super sexy couple. Something was said about her looks. And I said, yeah, she's good looking. And I said, now she only had a big bush. And he said, do you not watch our videos? And I said, well, we're new to this, so I, d- I don't spend a lot of time cruising Twitter. But she had a nice big old bush for me if I got around to see it. <laughs> M- maybe next time. Which still upsets me about the big bush deal. Why are you upset about a big bush? Because I have spent thousands of dollars having laser hair removal and shaving and worrying about, oh, do I shave here because we might play here? And you're like, oh, I need a bush. Really? But I guess that's why we're in the lifestyle, so everyone gets their own flavor of the play day. We could probably find a little toupee to glue down there for you. <laughs> Depends if you want a little bit of cute one or a big old Oprah bush, what you want down there. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Also, then after that, we went down to the strip. Yeah, we had scheduled, Friday was kind of light on the event, and usually any big event you go to, the first day is kind of soft, so we went ahead and decided to do tourist stuff. We actually ended up cruising the casinos, and I did win a little bit of money. Miss Flamingo was the big winner. Tell them what you won. (laughs) We don't gamble, so I always cruise the casinos, and I get a feeling like, oh, go to that machine. So I sat down. She's that weird lady with a little troll doll, all set up, rubbing its hair and talking (laughs) voodoo to the machines. So Mr. Flamingo gave me a doll. Uh, he, that's all he gave me. Told me all I could have was a dollar. Because this shit takes so long. Well, I sat down. Ten minutes later, I had. Uh, guess I won twenty dollars and fifty cents. So I gave. I actually got twenty one fifty. So I gave him back his dollar, and I kept my twenty fifty. See how that works. <laughs> She was the big winner for the day. That's the extent of our gambling life, I guess you could say. That wasn't even enough to cover the Bloody Marys we had at lunch. Oh, no. Which we were on a Bloody Mary trip. I've got her drinking Bloody Marys, and when we roll into a new city, that's one of our things is check the best Bloody Marys. And ones at the Hard Rock, again, I hate to get off on topic of food and drink, but the Bloody Marys at the Hard Rock were incredible. Yeah, the the flavoring was good. The one at the Hex that we went to. Yeah, don't get ahead of me. We'll talk about the one at the Hex here in a bit. Now, let's talk about the icebreaker that night. It was Animal Night, if I remember correctly. Yes. Which, when we first walked up, the uh, doors were locked. We we tried once before, nothing was there. So we're like, well, maybe it's canceled. Maybe it's running behind. And then there was a table in the hallway to another event. Yeah, there was was a real real estate convention right there where you go to our meet and greet. So we would stop and say, now, where's this meet and greet at? And they said, we're not with you. It's like, okay, why are you in the way? So we didn't know exactly where to go. And then we finally noticed someone in animal print. So we... Followed them into the back door. We get up to the bar and stop for a drink because there weren't many people shuffling in at that time. Well, no, and especially being the first night, we didn't expect very many. Getting a drink was a little bit of a task there. Do you remember that incident? Yes. As we were sitting there, somebody came in through the door that was locked. I guess they unlocked it and left it open. And the bartender that was there, he had a little mini flip out. Well, he was literally in the middle of making our our drinks. So he runs around us, runs around the bar. Closes the door, goes out, and we don't see anybody for five or ten minutes. Yeah, and, and your drink is sitting there yeah. halfway made. I've got some bartending experience. I'll go finish it off if I have to. What happened then? This chick came out of the closet, literally the closet, a dark closet. Yeah, right off the bar, it was a little back bar. She pops out of this little room. like, hey, what can I help you with? And we're like, where the blue hell did you just come from? And then we realized she was literally in a broom closet with the lights out. Not sure what she was doing. No, and then she finished your drink, and I'm kind of like, well, how did she know how to finish your drink or what was in there? You remember those commercials with the trunk monkey that would come out? 
out and attack people and whatnot. That's kind of what it felt. She just popped out like a jack-in-the-box and was like, hey, what can I help you with? Yeah, it was crazy. So the icebreaker was off and running now, and we met a couple from the, I believe, Miami area. Yeah. That they said they weren't lifestyle per se. The only reason we started talking to them is we were watching them trying to check in early in the day, and the hotel was giving them a runaround, couldn't find their reservation. It probably took them 30 or 40 minutes while we were mingling with people to get checked in. Yeah, they were there on vacation and wanted to look up an adult event and erotica showed up. So they thought they would join us for a night. They were fun to talk to. Again, very green. I think she had some experience before, but he was new to the lifestyle. So they were taking it slow, but they were a super fun couple to talk to. And then what ruined our conversation between us? This chick came up with a snake. Yeah, somebody taps us on the shoulder and goes, hey, do you want to touch my snake? Yeah, and I am not about snakes. She cornered me where I couldn't get out between the deal, so I had to literally step over the table. And luckily, the girl we were talking to was like, yeah, I guess I'll touch it. Like, she was kind of hesitant. So the snake owner sat down by her where I could jump over the table, and I was like, peace, we're out. Somebody taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, do you want to touch my snake? I would have been less freaked out if she'd pulled out a dick. I would have been less freaked out if Ron Jeremy had come in and started rubbing his dick on me. I was, I was just done. Yeah. Well, and she kind of was forcing it on us. I didn't like yeah. that. And the little couple we were talking to, she was Asian, so she probably had a good recipe to cook up the snake, so <laughs> it probably didn't freak her out as much as it did us. That was pretty much the end of the night. It was early. There wasn't a lot going on, so we called it a night to rest up for the rest of the week. Now, the Thursday morning, we got up early because we kind of thought there would be a little more activities. I think they had a yoga going on and some other stuff. You're down for some new deal, aren't you? I normally am, but I needed coffee. So we went to the uh, little cafe, and we're sitting there eating, kind of trying to figure out what the heck's going on for the day. And we were watching this girl walk back and forth. And so finally, you stepped out and started talking to her. Yeah, they had purchased the bottomless mimosa package for 30 or 40 bucks, but come to find out it's only for a couple hours. It wasn't all day and it wasn't for the whole event. So they were trying to get their money's worth. Yeah, I think that they calculated out how much each glass would be to get their money back. Yeah, her husband told her, this is how much we spent. This is how many drinks you have to drink to catch up and make it worth the investment. So she sat there and she was down in them. <laughs> She's doing a good job on it. So we sat out there and talked to them. And this couple, we're going to cut some of their stuff short, but our next episode, we'll talk about them a little more in depth. They seem to pop up a couple times throughout our week, and the focus of a couple stories here. Now, I know you're excited to talk about what we did for the day on Thursday. Hell yeah. A perv like me, why would I not be? Thursday, we had a rough outline of what we wanted to do this week. We usually go into things with a loose outline. We're always flexible if we meet somebody we want to adjust our plans for. But for this trip, we had a big plan to go across the street to the Hard Rock to the Adult Video Awards. Yes, I was interested just to people watch. Yeah, we're not big porn watchers when we're hosting it. Colette's, it may be on the TV, and maybe once or twice a year we may throw some porn on the TV or computer, but it's not a big thing for us. We'd much rather make our own or watch friends fuck. Well, and the problem is, is I like the storylines, and so I get caught oh, up Lord. in the crazy storyline of it. <laughs> oh, Lord. So we go across the street to the porn expo. What, did you, what were your thoughts on it? What was the first thing you noticed? A lot of the men, I felt like, were probably there on business trips. You did a little air quotations there. I did. Honey, I'm going to... Vegas for business this week. Yeah, I felt like some of their wives probably didn't know they were in there. And then the other half probably didn't tell their mommies that they were out of their basement. Yeah, some of these creepers are probably still living in their parents' basement. It was an, it was an odd mix of people. Yeah. Would you let me go to a porn convention without you? Yeah. Uh -huh. oh, wow. I know where I'm going next year. <laughs> I think I have a trade <laughs> show in Vegas. You're not going without me. I would be there. Oh, well, well, I just asked you that. You said, yeah. So, well, I mean, I wouldn't care. 
Okay. Let's let's talk about once we got in the expo. One thing when we started going up to the wrong entrance is they had a little go-go cage set up on each side to go through. Some pretty cute little girls in there shaking their stuff. Yeah. These girls seemed to like you, didn't they? They did. One of them even came down off the platform to come and look at my hair. Yeah, she hopped off the platform. was like, oh, my God, I love your hair. You're so beautiful. So that's kind of the way our day started right there. We finally made it around to the correct entrance, on, rather, on the other side of the building. Made it through security and all that goofy mess. Signed our releases. That was another thing is you had to sign a release. It probably says if they snap your picture somewhere in there, you're not going to sue them. Yeah, no stalking. and No stalking. Mm. I just noticed the no stalking. <laughs> I signed all kinds of stuff, but the no stalking was the one I noticed. You might have had some to file some restraining orders yourself with something like that, <laughs> haven't you? You're familiar with it? Yes. So anyways, we go in, and one thing that I noticed was a difference in the webcam area girls and then the contract girls. Because I guess when I what I was thinking was it was more of the contract kind of girls? Like, that's what I assumed when yeah, I thought I think porn when you think when you think of porn, you think of the major manufacturers, Vivid and Brazzers and Bang Bros and all that, that do CD, DVD, yeah. movies. But and I, that's what the first room was, was the contract girls. And uh, they were doing autographs. They were taking pictures, giving away souvenirs. Of course, you had to pay for it. Yeah. I guess if you don't watch a lot of porn, it's, some of it's pretty foreign, which is a guy, I'm just like, hey, there's a bunch of eye candy. Some of these girls are cute. Some aren't. We noticed Katie Morgan in one of the main rooms. We've seen her. She's been in major movies. I think she's in Zack and Mira makes a porno with Seth Rogen. She's done, she's narrated a couple real sex type programs we've watched. So we kind of knew who she was. And I kind of sat back and just was watching her. And she's actually cuter in person. She's gained a little bit of weight with the curves. I thought she looked a little better. And she was exactly how she was on film, the sweetness and just the way she talked, everything like that. So I, I feel like she's probably a genuine person. There, there were some, there were some what came across as sweet attitude, but a lot of them just seemed kind of forced. I have to say, from now a parent's perspective, walking through there and seeing some of these younger girls that look unpleasant with their wigger-looking pimp boyfriends, it just it kind of turned me off a little bit. Again, I'm sure that's the backside of the industry. but Well, and I, I think that those people that we saw like that, I would say were more into the webcam area, not, not so much the contract side. I didn't notice it as much. So we make it through the hall with the webcam girls, which was an interesting spectacle in itself. To me, it kind of felt like we were going through a call center of AT&T, the way the computer cubicles, for lack of a better term, were set up with these girls working. It was definitely different. Yeah, you basically walk through a narrow pathway, and on each side there's computers with girls doing their bit. Again, they're there working. I guess that's their time of year to advertise what they're doing. But some would stop and talk with us as we walked through, and the rest of them were involved in their own little worlds. Yeah, I didn't like it as much because they their interaction with us was a little bit different. You know, I was kind of like, I don't care to see you eating a cheeseburger talking to someone in front of you. You know, I would rather, like the other room, interact with me a little bit more. I mean, I've paid money to come in and meet you. Yeah, but one of the neat things about that is... With the webcam industry now, is it's welcoming for every shape and size of girl or guy. It's no yes. longer the polished Barbie doll look, but hey, your average cute girl next door, or even uncute next girl next door, if she has a following for that, can do her bit and still be sexual and make money. Well, we even saw people that maybe had the foot fetish. Like we saw some girls throwing their feet up there. I laugh because uh, what would be my uh, webcam porn? What what would I do? What do you think? Knit or watch TV? I'm not sure what your <laughs> skill is. I would do OCD. Miss. Flamingo <laughs> has come up with a genre of OCD porn where everything within the scene is... OCD packing, everything's straight and lined. The pictures on the wall are straight. The sheets are perfectly fitted. I think I could make money off this. And then I could, like, do packing, like... Because you know I'm good at packing. Fitting all kinds of stuff in tight spaces. That's not my holes. <laughs> 
Do you see the nightmare I have to deal with every day? Welcome to my world. As cute as she is, there are problems on the backside. <laughs> so we survived the show floor and decided to check out some of the BDSM Expo for start that was upstairs, which was sponsored by Bad Dragon. Hey, at Bad Dragon, I got a, a bag, bag of, of dicks. dicks. <laughs> so Again, excited. She, she jokes about going through a bag of dicks before she got me. We got back to the hotel room with our gift package, and she goes, look, I've got a bag of dicks. Like, Great. <laughs> it never ends, does it? Now, the BDSM floor, I was a little surprised. It was actually a smaller floor, but that had the biggest crowd because people were doing demonstrations. You could try out the toys. There was the uh, little rope section. Yeah, there were suspensions. There was whippings. They had all sorts of neat vendors with toys with your average vanilla person, probably even average porn watcher, doesn't get to pick up and play with on a normal daily basis. Us being swingers, we see all sorts of odd stuff in our travels, so some of it wasn't really that foreign to us. No, I think they cut, well, a lot of people did think I was in the industry, but I felt like uh, once we would kind of get to talking to them a little more, they would kind of overlook us and go to the vanillas because the vanilla more had the shock value of like, oh my gosh, what is this toy? One thing I, I was disappointed we missed out on is they had seminars throughout the day too, and the seminar that day happened to be Face Sitting 101, and I'm like, fuck, how did I miss this? <laughs> The one that was perfectly tailored for me, and I miss it. I'm sure that they did not ask for volunteers out of the deal. Is probably pre-picked. I, I would have jumped up there. <laughs> I'd have looked like Usain Bolt jumping out of my seat it, for that opportunity. I'm sure they're not like lifestyle seminars. Lifestyle seminars are a little more probably involved where the whole group is doing this. <laughs> They'd be like, sir, sit down. We're going to have to call security <laughs> on you again. Exactly. Well, we finished perving out in the BDSM Expo and headed to the Toy Expo, which us as avid toy users was pretty damn fun for us. Oh, yeah. We saw all kinds of different stuff, and a lot of them we'd already played with. <laughs> yeah. One of them we really liked, though, again, was the Bad Dragon toys. I guess I'm kind of a sci-fi horror nerd geek, so I, they're, they're not being used on me, but I'm like, hey, this looks fun. Well, you, you didn't even notice some of the ones. I was like, well, check out this one. This is like an alien-looking one. You're like, yeah, it's tentacles. Yep. <laughs> well, just the way that they're made and their ideas is so cool. An interesting story. One of our friends that had passed through there at that booth, and there was a massive-sized cock, for lack of better terms, and they said that a little girl was looking at this and said, now, do you have an XL version of this? And they're like, where in the hell are you going to put that? Yeah, it said it was about as big as her waist. That would have been an interesting scene to see. Again, we cruised the Toy Expo, which for me, it kind of felt like any normal work expo I go. It was a little more business-oriented than perv-oriented. One of the booths that we really liked also, which I have had experience with every single toy that they own. Uh-oh is the Motor Bunny. We stopped and talked to those guys, and we got to meet with a couple of the designers and execs at that booth. And they had a game. It was actually really neat. They put bicycle seats on the Motor Bunny. Because, tell, do you remember why they had to put because, bicycle seats? Well, they couldn't actually do a sex. Simulated sex thing. So yes. as per the rules, they put a little bicycle seat on there, and everybody seemed to be enjoying that. And they had some kind of like little Mario game. And so every time you would jump over the little pipes on the game, then the vibration would increase and everyone was all over there. Like, it was packed at that station. I couldn't get Miss Flamingo on it in her tight leather pants. I wanted to see that. <laughs> We'd had to wring out those pants when we were done, if so. You know, I'd, I, I typically will do my moonshine, get on the motor bunny, and I will wear that motor bunny out. <laughs> moonshine is prerequisite for her to use a Sibian or a motor bunny. But in the rest of the Toy Expo, one booth we stopped at that we were kind of interested in was the Satisfier booth. Yeah, they had a really cool um, toy that kind of caught our eye. It looked like a ice cream cone and the top of it that would be the ice cream yeah 
kind of like uh, I couldn't decide if it looked like a little suction deal or a little fins. tongue deal, little, little fins. fins or flippers. Yeah, and it kind of spun around, so I was over there trying to check it out and figure out what the toy did. It was really cool. And so then the sales rep came up and talked to us. She was asking if we were familiar with their products and say, "Hey, we got a lot of toys, but I can't say I know yours by name." So she started giving us the lowdown on a new app-activated toy that they have, which for us works fantastic because I travel for work and. It's sometimes fun for me to be in lower part of the state while she's here in town and operate her toy while she's masturbating. And they were getting ready to roll out that app pretty soon. So she walked over to the uh, counter. Yeah, to our surprise, she goes, here, let me get you something. Yeah, and so I'm thinking, all right, it's going to be that ice cream deal because I was checking that out. And no, but she did load us up with four other toys. (laughs) Yeah, she gave us a big stack of toys. Again, this app-operated one, a vibrating cock ring, which I took it out and charged it up and turned it loose on the table the other day, and it's insane. We're going to have to try it out tonight, matter of fact. (laughs) And then another little suction vibrator, I believe that one is the Womanizer. Yeah, it's it's like the Womanizer. Womanizer. So we got some fun toys. So again, we'll be giving some props out to the Satisfier Toy Company and hopefully Hopefully some toy reviews on the next one. Yes. Well, after we perved out for a couple hours and seen everything there was to see at the Avian Awards. Now, we... wait a minute, wait a minute. We didn't get a, you didn't talk about the person I took a picture with. Well, go ahead and talk. Uh, you, this is your story. Roll with it, Senorita. Like I said, we loved people watching. And this guy had on a maid's outfit. And he was twerking, dancing. He had no underwear on. I don't know. Maybe he had a thong on. I didn't look that close. I wasn't checking to see if he was commando or not. I just... I, his butt was commando. That's all I know. And so I was just like, oh, my gosh, I got to get a picture with this guy. <laughs> so we saw all kinds of crazy people like that. All right, now go back to your story. Well, I forgot where we at. Where are we? We go back to the hotel and we run into... We're back at the hotel and we run into our friend Mike Ramos from ASN Magazine, as well as our friends Bridget and Brian from the Eye Candy Group. Yes, we have such fun running into them every single time. We met them last, I'm sorry, two months ago at our trip to Houston, and they are hype people for the eye candy group. And Miss Flamingo is a handful, but this poor girl is a whole other level. I know that you always say you feel sorry for yourself, but her husband is in the same boat. He, he's kind of like me. He's pretty chill. I mean, he, he gets up there when it's time to, but man, this, this girl is a bundle of energy. And they came back with a couple of floggers. Yeah, they were in the hotel getting wild and discussing upcoming events for the ASN bit. But, hey, props to Bridget and Brian. Again, Bridget won the Best Booty Award at the ASN. Yes. So I think next year you're going to have to give her a run for the money on that. You're getting some pictures up there on the ASN next year. Oh, oh, I think yeah. you are. I heard I, everyone uh, just nope, heard nope. you talking to Michael about the one you're doing. Oh, yeah. I'm going to dress my <laughs> cock up as senior frog and enter him. <laughs> so, as always, we had fun talking to Mike and Bridget and Brian. We kind of interrupted their conversation. They were We got a little backdoor information. They're doing some scheduling for next year's awards. A couple of categories they were joking about putting in the awards ceremony next year were best picture for over 60 glory hole or over 60 bukkake. So that might be some interesting awards next year. Yeah, they were trying to come up with lists for next year. I can't, I can't wait. Some of them are a little scary, but we'll see what they come up with. They're scary to you. <laughs> Now, after that, we got we went back to the room and got ready for the white party. Took a little power nap and got ready to go to the Mandalay Bay Resort. Now, we went over on a party bus with the group, which that kind of picked up because there was it was actually full. Everyone was partying and dancing on the pole, and we all went upstairs uh, once we got to the hotel, the casino. The people we were with actually had a private couch. Yeah, the, v- the mimosa couple from that morning had a VIP section that they invited us to hang out with, and 
share some drinks with. Well, the only bad thing about that is that we were kind of roped off from everyone, so we kind of had to keep stepping over the rope, going and talking to different tables. I have mixed feelings about getting your couch because you don't interact with everyone else, and at a lifestyle event, you do want to interact with people. Yeah, being isolated off for a VIP table may be prestigious, but in our opinions, at a swinger or lifestyle event, you're, you're not marketing yourself well. No. Unless you are absolutely determined to hook up with the one or two couples that are in VIP with you, you're missing out on a couple hundred people that aren't spending the money to have an exclusive table. Yeah. So anyways, we went out. There was a balcony and uh, had an awesome view of the strip. Beautiful view. So we actually kind of walked back and forth out onto the balcony and back and forth, networked quite a bit. Uh, we met several couples from Texas, which was surprising because we we always think Texas is a smaller area and some of these people we had never seen before. We feel like we're well-connected here in our community, and then we'll travel 10 states away and meet 100 new people we've never even heard of before. One of them, we've actually set up a hopefully play date. Yep, if everything goes well. If everything goes well. But then we actually ended up shutting the club down that night. Yeah, that's one thing about us. When we, I'm a social introvert, so it takes me a little bit to get going. But when we're in our game... We tend to play the room and bounce back and forth. Occasionally, we'll split up and play different sides of the room and see who we meet. But we were going from the balcony back to the club part. And at one point, we looked around and we're like, crap, nobody's here anymore. <laughs> so that pretty much finished our evening there at the Mandalay. Now, we Uber back to the hotel. And this chick was getting out of the hotel, uh, Uber at the same time at the hotel as us. And so she was like, are you going back to the playrooms? Because they had uh, set up two suites mm -hmm. for all week. And so we were like, yeah, sure. So we followed her into one of the suites. It was a little bit different than what we normally go to, which uh, obviously all playrooms are. But it was very dark in there, and I, th I feel like there maybe was a green light. But people sitting on the couches, and there was someone on the stairwell, I believe, having oral sex. It was dark. I couldn't see much, and I'm not sure there were any women there. I thought he was sticking his dick in the window blinds. I wasn't sure what was going on. Yeah, I will say that I was probably one of the very few females in there. And what was weird was there was two beds, and there was a group on the bed, and they all stopped. And one of them was kind of like, uh, he he was in lingerie, and which doesn't freak me out to each their own, but he stopped and kind of stroke a pose. I was like, what the hell? And the fact he looked like Shaggy off of Scooby-Doo with dreadlocks, and quite a few of them did, we were like, what is this? What kind of hippie <laughs> love-in are we walking into here? The hippie part didn't even freak me out. That just freaks you out. I was like, why is he striking a pose? But they all, everyone in the what whole was, was place. Was it a GQ or Playgirl pose? I wouldn't know either. What was it? <laughs> it, was a, it was pretty much a mix of it. Okay. They just, he just stopped, did a pose, and everyone in the whole place looked at us, and I was like, all right, awkward. I think we're in the wrong spot. So we just backed out. <laughs> We and sat and talked on the balcony with our friends Jason and Heather from iOS Connections for a little bit. He was, I'll just go ahead and say it, he was a little drunk and being his loud <laughs> self, which he's loud sober, but drunk he is supersized loud. And some guy walked by and checked him. Yeah, came up the stairs and checked him, which Jason's not a dainty guy by any means, so I think he was too drunk to realize what happened, but it, yeah. it was odd. The guy had on a hoodie and knocked on the door, and, and he said, it's me, let me in. And we're like, this is weird. But the other thing that kind of threw me off is there was kind of a 50-cent-looking larger black guy outside, and someone at one point said, hey, do you want to come in? And even he kind of made a face and said, I don't know, this doesn't look like my scene. We, we really felt out of place there. 
So we went to our couple's room to see if maybe they were awake. No lights we... were out. We missed out on it. Yep. So we uh, just went back to our room and... Night two, we finished by ourselves. Yep. Well, Friday, we decided to get up bright and early and head to Fremont Street, and we meet up with our good friends Bonnie and Clyde from our Arkansas days. And we've known them for years. They're actually really good friends of ours. Yeah, clo very close friends of ours. Some of the earliest people we've met in the lifestyle that we're still in touch with from our early days in it. I would say over 10 years. Yeah, t I, right at 10 years. He and I were sitting around waiting on you girls to come back from the restroom, and he asked me that. He said, how long have we known you guys? I said, I think we're pushing 10 years. And he said the same thing. He said, from our original crew, you guys are the, the few that we still stay in contact and see regularly, which it's amazing. They they moved from Arkansas to Las Vegas. It seems like everybody would want to go out and see them. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Every chance we get. That's one thing they said, though, is a lot of people will come out there and they'll see they are in town on Facebook, but they never reach out to them. That's one thing that kind of disappoints us on just some of the people in the community. They won't seem to drive across town to meet you, but if you're in the same club, hey, it's a go. I think that I think that happens a lot, and that's it's disappointing. I think that's one of the downsides of the lifestyle. Is you think that you you're friends with someone, and then you realize you're not. But these two are definitely ride to die, ride or die. They've had our backs on everything we've done. For us, though, it was good catching up with them. It really grounded us and reminded us where we came from, as well as how far we've gone. And they have a lot of similar stories in the lifestyle as well. Yes, and we got to people watch with them, which is what we love to do. Granted, we don't shame anybody, but it's fun watching. I kind of had a little bit of a hangover from the night before, because apparently I finished the bottle of vodka off. So what's the best cure? Hair of the dog that bit you. Yeah. I had to get some uh, Bloody Mary in me. <laughs> now, we're not big drinkers, but again, I love a good Bloody Mary, and got Miss Thing here on them, and... In my research of the best Bloody Marys in Vegas, one of them that came up on the top of the list was the Bloody Mary at the Hex there on the strip. Let's talk about this bad boy. It had everything but the uh, house and put on top everything of it. Everything but the kitchen sink. It had an Alaskan crab leg. It had two large shrimp, beef it, jerky. It was a salad. It had cheese. It had cucumbers. Had little pepperoni peppers. pieces. Had two big peppers. I'm, I'm talking full-size peppers in it. A waffle. A waffle, which that was kind of odd. <laughs> Nothing like an Alaskan crab leg and a waffle for lunch. This is the first time I've ever had to finance a mixed drink. I'm still on the payment plan for this thing. Yeah, it was like 40 bucks. Yeah, yeah. But it was worth it. Again, it wasn't a one, I know, one the, hitter either. I think we got the, four glasses out of it. Yeah, because it came in a pitcher. But the uh, taste was not my favorite. I still like the hard rock. Yeah, the, the Bloody Mary itself was bland, but just the toppings on it were incredible. Everybody that walked by was like, oh my God, look at that monstrosity. Yep, like I said, we're foodies, so let's get off our food porn. <laughs> <laughs> get a little distracted here. I'm craving a Bloody Mary right now. What about you? Yeah, definitely. Let's get back to the reason a lot of these people are here, and that's the swinger stuff. What was the event going on that night? Well, it was the ASN Awards night. The big night. And I have to say, I mean, we heard Mike talk about the ASN Awards and about this and that, but I heard a lot of people have mixed feelings about it, just the people that were there. I personally really liked the awards because I feel like Joe Blow from Arkansas could have gotten an award. Sometimes you go to these award events and it's certain people in the industry or certain people here and there get get the awards. It's, it's, the, it's the same people all the time. If you look at the yeah. awards at Naughty, it's kind of the same people recommended for everything, which which is not bad. They're also the leaders in the industry, but yes. sometimes it's nice seeing the beginners recommended yes. for something. And, you know, like some of the awards, the uh, best profile pick, you know, that was just someone that submitted it. Yeah. That's the thing I really liked about it is that it was actually 
genuine and true, the awards. And uh, some of the pictures were interesting that got nominated. Some of them we were like, what is this? And surprisingly, the best cock one, which Mike talked about, um, the what? guy the guy that won, it wasn't what, a cock pitch. Was it the blowjob one or is it the guy with the abs that the had abs. this? Okay. The and abs. Now, now, out of the three cock picks, you're like, okay, what are we getting here? The first one was a blowjob pick, which, hey, it was a pretty sensual pick. The next one was just a monster dick. And the third one was his abs. Yeah, with, basically looking you know, like a kind like of looking a, down his yeah, body. Yeah. It was artsy. It, it was interesting. Some of the other pictures were just the same. As we talked with Michael, some people really put some effort into making sensual, artistic, and some of them are like, "Okay, here's some boobs." Yeah. So I'm I'm actually excited to see what they come up with next year, and especially since this was the first year, kind of getting it out there, promoting more. I'm I'm for these awards. I like it. I like it. I like the way it's headed. And the presenters were really fun, too. They had our friends Jason and Heather presented one. Ron Jeremy presented one. Now, Ron... Ron, Je- Ron Jeremy presented Best Cockpit. Which, surprisingly, he actually did a comedy deal, and I was cracking up. I was a little leery, but he was so funny. For us to have spoke to him the day before, and he mumbles, and you can't understand a word he's saying, he gets up there and rocks it like Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, it, it was good. Now, another presenter that we ran into that's within the community is the Front Porch Swingers, which is Brian and Brenna. We had messaged them a couple times and finally got to run into them in person. Super sweet couple. Yeah, she's cute. I, I was really kind of enamored and by her a little bit. he's not bad looking. He looks like a bigger, muscular version of me. <laughs> so I was like, hey, what, what's, what, how can you go wrong with this? But we chatted with them a little bit, and they were presenting. And again, they were kind of in demand for some other things, so we didn't get to spend as much time. I hope we do in the near future. We've been chatting a little bit on Twitter, and they've been super, super good about reaching out to us with anything they can help with. Now, with that being said, when we got home from the event, I'm, I'm jumping out of order. Here no, I am, fine. my squirrel. That's no, fine. We're catching up on TV. And I was watching my extreme love on Wii TV, and guess who it is? It's them. I'm like, hey, that's a couple. <laughs> it's kind of neat to see. Yeah. And, and then I messaged him, and I said, hey, we didn't realize we were in TV royalty in your presence. <laughs> and he said, no, that's not quite it. Or she did. And I said, well, we're glad you yeah, weren't. Yeah, they're very humble. We're glad you weren't the clown couple, at least. That would have freaked us out a little bit. But, again, they're super, super cool people and hope we can collaborate or hang out with them in the near future. Yes. After that, we ended up going across the street for some dinner, and which was an enjoyable dinner. And we went back to our room alone, disappointed, and but we did play with each other. We actually said, fuck, we can't get anybody else. We'll, we'll just do each other. How does that sound? Man, yep. back to old school ways. <laughs> but it's always hot. Hey, we, we had some hot sex. You, you were rampant ready to go with, yeah. without me that night. Well, and then I thought that we'd get our toys that we had got, and they weren't charged up yet. <laughs> It's kind of a rough deal, though. We got started, and it's going down on you, and you got all worked up. And luckily, we had two beds, so you could flood one and save the other one to be dry in. But there are a few minutes, you're like, all right, get it in me. And I was going to town and couldn't quite get there. And you're like, well, I guess you're just going to have to save that load for later in the week. So I was like, I'm done. I'm I went, over it. Yeah, she was tired. I went to bed with blue balls. She was like, you can save it for the next girl. So that's kind of the way my evening ended. Now, we woke up Saturday morning, and we had a date scheduled with... Eros and Isis from the Priory Society podcast. They were in town doing some business and invited us to come hang out with them for a bit. Now, of course, we wanted to, while we had them catch a little quick podcast, we thought it would be quick. <laughs> yeah, we were just going to go in and, hey, they, they're, they have their own podcast, which is super. It's one that I listen to regularly. We just thought we would have a few questions and be able to put a little sound bites in, but the more we got to go and the more this thing developed. Well, it's because we we were having a real life thing Issue. happening going yes. and and sometimes excuse me, sometimes when you're in the middle of a real life stuff, especially in the lifestyle, you don't realize it. You kinda get involved and then you're like you can give advice 
But when it's you, you don't realize, oh, crap, I'm doing this too. Yeah, we've been doing this for 15 years. And again, we're still learning. We're still evolving. But it was kind of neat to sit down with them. They were asking us how the event was going. And we say, yeah, it's okay, but we're having this couple that we're having these issues with. And as we're describing the issues, it basically fell into the questions that we had for them. Again, this was going to be a short bit, but it ended up being Dr. Phil kind of advice. I felt kind of dumb talking about it with them because I was like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Really? What are we doing? We know better than this. These are first-year problems, as we call them. But again, they helped us through some issues. And again, we hope you come back to the next episode and see what we're talking about. Well, after we finished our lunch date with them, we went back to the hotel and went across the street and people watched at the AVN for the rest of the day. And we decided we better head back to rest up for the party from the night. Yeah, us old people had to get a power nap in before the big night of partying that we were leading up to. Now let's start talking about what went on Saturday night. We actually, there was a burlesque show. Yeah, what did you think about the burlesque show? You've done pin-up and a little borderline on burlesque. What's your thoughts on it? As a whole, I did enjoy it. But I was actually surprised it was more of a strip tease and not the traditional pinup burlesque where it's you don't see the boobs, it's a surprise, it's, it leaves to the imagination. There was only a couple girls that, that did that. traditional burlesque. Yeah, that kind of threw me for a loop, but I enjoyed the show. It was good. It was, it, was a, it was a mix of them. I know the one little blonde girl. She actually did she, the she traditional did, she burlesque. She did traditional burlesque. The little cute Asian girl's routine was cute, but again, it was more stripper-based. Yeah. Or erotic performance. I'd say erotic performance yeah, more than it was burlesque. Was a lot of them were. When you, when you throw in music like Nine Inch Nails and do more of a striptease, bondagey thing, that's, that's more of an erotic performance than it is burlesque. But, again, that's Vegas. They have their own take on everything. And what did you think about the guy, the, the boylesques? What did you think about those two acts? Something for the ladies. They actually did a good job. Now, if you want to see some straight people get uncomfortable, throw in a boy burlesque stripper. You start seeing some people squirming in their seats. We've seen it enough at some of the events we've been to, some of the burlesque things, so it wasn't that big of a shock to us. Yeah, and I think they do. They have to work just as hard, if not harder, I think, because you're not only trying to impress the women, but you're trying to win over the guys, I guess you could say. The the black guy that started off with the Hindu-looking bit, that was a really, he was, you could it, tell he was probably a professional dancer in Vegas. Yeah. He was built, plus it was a really neat routine. Well, I, I, sometimes I feel like the guys have to do more artsy stuff than just They can't get up and just shake their stuff. Tease. Yeah, they actually have to put a little bit more thought into their performance. And one thing I did notice is a lot of the music actually explained what they were doing. It was more artsy than... Except the one that did the shower curtain It made a vagina there at the end. That was a little strange. No, if you listen to the song, it explained it. Okay. Well, I missed yeah. the song, apparently. I'm just like, I, I know what she's building there, but I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> you were waiting for her to tie it in or do something to it. I know what your head was like, is she going to lick the big vagina curtain? I know what you're thinking. Now, if something had jumped or squirted out of the vagina, it had been even better. That would have been a big finish. <laughs> Ta-da! You, you Kick were, a baby you, out of it. Mr. Flamingo was typical male brain at the moment. Big vagina! All I see is a vagina. I don't know what's going on in the rest of the room. Vagina, vagina, vagina. I was like, man, I won't be be able to hit the sides of that one either. What the hell? (laughs) So now after the burlesque show was over, then... We we went and changed. We had been milling around and we're still in kind of street clothes for this event. Yeah. We decided to go get spiffied up for glow night. Yes. And our good friend DJ'd it. Jason Taylor Tom Taylor. And he does an awesome job every time, every time we've seen him or listened to him DJ. Love it. Hands down. 
Now, his lovely wife was back with their entourage of porn star girls. Yes. They had a little VIP table with all sorts of cuties. Now, during the glow party, we decided to get a jump on some of our future podcasts. We've got some things coming up and decided to do some interviews with some attendees there. Yes. Do you remember any notable ones? Well, there was all kinds of different ones. Um, We were asking questions for our upcoming podcast, so um, I'm not going to say what we were asking because I want it to be a surprise. We want you to come back. Yes. But one thing I found interesting is that a lot of the lifestyle people's answers were pretty tame. And you get the kink crowd. It took a hard right turn. Do you remember my favorite interview of the night? Oh, yes. Of course I do. So we were grabbing, well, we, we grabbed a lot of friends. We went up and introduced ourselves to some random people. And as we were doing interviews, there were these two very attractive young ladies in lingerie bodysuits going to the restroom. And they were leading each other on leashes. And I caught her. I said, we need these two for an interview. So we take them over to the side and start interviewing them. And they were kinksters, so we didn't know what direction this interview was going to take. But both of them were very eloquent in their wording and had some really good topics. But one of them in particular, I I think I fell in love with. Yes. Normally, I do the interviews. And Mr. Flamingo grabs the mic out of my head and just was in awe of this chick. She was adorable. I think you got a little bit of heart on, let's be honest. I'll be honest. Yeah, I got a little bit of chub going on. She's as, As I'm asking her this question and the deal was there were two of them and people were struggling with the mic holding it at proper levels so i'm like i'll just mic them as we go and pass you know put it to their face and as i'm talking to this girl she starts doing this little erotic wiggling and giving me these looks and she said something about being in a food play so my mind just went to bad places again i I was getting half hard my my penis was knocking on my zipper going mr flamingo let me out i know something good is happening You're, you're giving me a look. Did you not realize that was the voice of my penis? Were you expecting something deeper? Yeah. What if it sounded like Morgan Freeman? Would that be yeah. better? Yeah, you were. I, she, was, I was laughing. If, if she'd give laughing. me, if she'd give me the time of day and kept looking at me, I'd be like, Miss Flamingo, can we keep this one, please? We, we need a foster child. <laughs> So we finished our interview, and I turned the two younglings back to the wild and went back to our normal routine. Now, after we finished that interview, I figured Mr. Flamingo better get back to the party and go down a little bit. Go down. Yes. I'd have gone down on you. Yeah. I'd have gone down on you in front of everybody after that. <laughs> yes, I, exactly. You mean so, calm down? Yes. Okay. And so we went back to the glow party and kind of watched a few dancing, and the party was kind of, at that point, dying down. People were breaking off to the after parties, and I knew we weren't going to go back to the one suites, so we actually ended up going to our friends, Jason and Heather's. Yeah, they were throwing an after party and had a bunch of people come into their rooms. We had a good time in there. It was fun. It was interesting. We knocked on the door, and we hear a girl inside say, I don't know him. I'm not letting him in. So <laughs> Heather comes and answers the door and lets us in, which she's lost her voice. She was pretty hoarse at that time. And we ran into some Texas friends we'd already made and hung out with them and were chatting. They had mood lighting. It was You walk in, it was basically a glow, a, yeah. a little mini glow party in their room. A little bit of music, undertone, and it was fun in there. Everyone was chatting. Everyone was friendly. And the, the best part, the funny part, was that people would knock, because obviously you know there's a party going on in the room. A couple girls would just answer it and let them in. And then you would see... Uh, Jason or Heather or somebody else escorting them out. Escorting them out. And then, like, then one girl... Didn't know anyone. And so she would look through the hole and be like, I don't know them. People would be like, well, that's such and such. Let them in. Well, she would. there was times where they would open the door and say, I'm sorry, I don't know you, and close it back. <laughs> that's rude. It was funny. Luckily, we were on that side of the door at that point. But yeah. one thing I remember, I was, I was talking to our 
Texas couple, and I just traveled for work in the city they live in. We were, we were talking about strip clubs and how goofy they are, and she was talking that they don't have strip clubs anymore. It's bikini bars. And we were talking about one down the street from where I typically stay. And I said, man, I think they leveled it. And she said, yeah, they, they demolished it. And a girl was sitting there listening to us, and she was drunk or something. And she was trying to be real polite and stay with the conversation. And she finally said, hey, I'm not being rude, but I have no idea what the hell you people are talking about. I've got to go somewhere else. Yeah. Another funny part was the uh, one girl that uh, she was off of a actual TV show, and she was like, I'm hungry. And so she went out to her car and brought back all kinds of food for everyone. It looked like she robbed the dollar store and came back. <laughs> she had this big mound of ramen noodles and mac and cheese. and The pe- ones in the cup. We were like, what in the world? So she's behind the bar where the microwave is, and everybody's like, can you make me a mac and cheese? Can you make me a chicken ramen? And instead of having a bartender, we had a, a little food cup tender. <laughs> It was interesting. Well, then before we left, we were kind of winding down. Plus, we had an early flight out. We were sitting there, and somebody knocked on the door, and Miss Heather opened it, and a guy, in a older guy in a suit, kind of pushed his way in and was getting a little forceful. And he's like, "Hey, I'm here for the party." And she's like, "No, no, you're not. You're not invited." Well, and then he was like, uh, "Holly's in here," and she was like, "I don't know no Holly." Which again, it was her party, so yeah. he was getting a little forceful. And you're kind of tapping me on the leg, and when you do that, that's your indication that hey, you may need to jump up and twist somebody's head. But she she pushed him out and closed the door on him and we were chatting with her before we left and Miss Flamingo said yeah I was getting him ready to jump into action if needed and Heather was like oh no I'd have dotted that motherfucker in the eye a couple times before he could have got up so she was like I was ready to throw down but again it was super seeing them we've interacted with them a bit on Twitter and Facebook since we left and I see us doing some more things with the iOS group now that we know quite a few of them before before the year's up Definitely a fun group every time we hang out with them. Again, give it, we're giving a shout-out to them. Check out iosconnections.com. Yeah, and any time you're able to listen to Jason DJ, it, it is definitely worth it. He, he kills it. Oh, his DJing is great. Danceable music, because I think sometimes DJs misunderstand lifestyle dancing. Now let's wrap up this episode. Wrap it up. Yep, wrap it up. Now, as a whole, how did you feel about the week? I was a little let down. I think that as we talk about in our future episode, our play kind of took a turn. We, we learned some things about our, ourselves as well as our style of play. From, yes. We, I'd say we learned a lot. I'm anxious for everybody to check out the next episode because it shows a real-life problem of people that have been doing this for a while and are having to adjust on the fly. Yeah. And for me, I love the ASN Awards. Um, that was a highlight for me because, like I said, I, I love the, the thought behind them. That was really stellar, especially the fact that he threw this awards ceremony together in about two months. That's, that's a lot of planning. We've, we've planned events, and it takes a lot of back office work to put something like that together. Now, with that said, the convention itself to me was really let down. Everything from the check-in to even trying to interact with, we, we couldn't tell you who was promoting it. No. Our, our friends had sections of it, you know, DJing this event, putting on the awards, but outside of that... Now, the actual who is putting on the event, that was a little difficult to figure out. I didn't like it. I'm very OCD. I like organization. And, you know, some of my thoughts are, we have other things planned. We are going to meet other people. We're going to do different things. We want to throw in tourist stuff. We want to throw in food stuff. So I want to know that I am able to leave the hotel and go do this and not miss something. Unfortunately, we missed some of the classes because we would go and they would start late. Yeah. 
you know, and so that to me was a problem. I didn't like that because I do enjoy the classes. So we actually didn't end up going to any of them. So the the erotica part of it, I guess, was a letdown. But the awards, I liked the awards night. I liked the glow night. You know, like there was little things, but overall, it was a letdown for me. The people we seem to speak to had the same views as us. They enjoyed the awards part, but the rest of it, they said, we're not sure what we're supposed to have been doing. We, we pay $1,000 plus travel to come out here to Vegas, and it's basically like, here's a dance. Okay, what do we do in Vegas for the rest? Which, you know, it's Vegas. You can find something to do. We always say that you and I can go anywhere and make our own fun. Even if there was nothing LS-related, we would have had a good week. For the money we spent and the time away from work, we expected a little bit more entertainment. I can't say we won't go back. We'll give it a little bit of time. We'll, we'll double back on anything. We're not a one-and-done kind of people, but we're going to give this a little bit to grow, hopefully, and maybe there'll be some better feedback in the future. I encourage our listeners to go and try it out, and then if it's gotten better, let us know. We don't want to say something's bad and then it gets better because you can only improve. And on the backside of it, it's Vegas. You can't go to Vegas and not have fun. Yeah. Even if there had been nothing to do it, even when we got out there and the event was canceled, we could have found things to do and people to meet. So, again, with these events, take them with a grain of salt. Your mileage may vary. Yeah, and if you're on the organization side of it, be friendly and be up front. Let people know what's going on. That would have counted for a lot. Yeah. Well, we'd like to thank you guys for spending time listening to us. Hopefully you'll come back, listen to our next episode, because we actually get into a real-life situation and kind of work through some stuff. <laughs> you get to hear on the air, which we know how it ends out. But Yes, next episode will be very interesting. We will be interviewing Eros and Isis from the Priory Society, and they will be giving us some real-life coaching on an incident we had with a couple at this event that kind of kept us on the back burner. Again, thank you, everybody, for showing up and listening, and hope to see you again. Now let's go flamingle and have a good time. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our podcast. We are now on all major podcast platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can also find us on the web at www.swingingflamingos.com Email us at swingingflamingos at gmail.com And of course, we would love to hear your questions, stories, and comments. And you can find us on social media on Twitter at swingingflamin1 And that is S-W-I-N-G-I-N-G-F-L-A-M I-N with the number one. Instagram as Swinging Flamingos and Cassidy.com as Swinging Flamingos. Thank you guys for listening. And if you want to hear Miss Flamingo's sexy voice in real time, her personal cell phone number is... No, no, six, no, eight, no, 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 don't be giving my phone number out. All right, maybe next time. I'm Michael, and while they try to figure out who's going to start this thing up for me, it's a first <laughs> And I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> alcoholic.